Welcome to the Diasa Show. Get in line. We're welcoming 2021 with an exclusive one-to-one with award-nominated songwriter, R&B singer, Jay Holiday. Stay tuned. Him to come into the industry from a male group into a solo artist. We have a new album coming out, a new single. He has a mixtape out. I'm ecstatic. I'm excited. And uh, we'll be right back, right here on the The Essence Show with your girl, The Essence, and you better get in line. Back <laughs> to the The Essence Show, get it in line. And yes, we have been anticipating this amazing artist, someone that I've been a fan of since his first album in 2007. Um, it's been it's been a journey with this mister right here. And actually, he has a new mixtape out that I've been indulging in every single day. And it kind of makes me say, oh, my God, how, goodness, 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 because it's so elaborate and detailed that it kind of gives you the blushing effect. But right now we're going to talk about so many things with this individual. And I would like to introduce Mr. Jay Holiday to the D. Essence show. What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Of course. Thank you for taking out the time to sit with us. I know you've been very busy and um, I know you must be so tired of asking questions, being asked questions and saying the same story. So we just want to make this a little different for you. If there's anything that you want to bring up or speak about that you haven't been asked, please feel free. Like I said, okay. the DSN show is more of a one-to-one than anything. So um, first of all, how are you doing? Happy, happy 21. Yeah, happy new year to you too. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. How you I'm feeling? How you feeling? Man, just ready to uh ready to get back to work, man. Ready for this uh this COVID thing to be over so you know we can all get back to, to normal life, you know. Now that you said, do you actually think it's gonna be over ever? Uh yeah, I mean it has to be, you know what I mean? It it has to be, you know. Yeah. We gotta think we gotta think positive and and and, and you know uh just walk in faith and just hope that it hope hope that it hope that it ends or that it at least tapers off to where we have it a little more under control to where we can kind of get back to some normalcy, you know? Are we taking the vaccine? Are we believing in taking the vaccine? Nah, I'm not taking the vaccine. Well, <laughs> I'm, you know what? I ain't gonna I won't say no. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you know, like I've traveled around the world, you know, you go to Africa, you gotta get like six different shots. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so I mean. Nobody really researches those shots. You just like, I got to get the shot, so I'm going to go get the shots. But it has to be something that is is uh, well-researched and explained to the people before they take it, not just, this is the vaccine that we have, and um, come come get your shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I just, you know, you, you've seen trial. I'm pretty sure you've seen some of the news articles and stuff and, and some of the trial runs, and, you know, people, you know, getting numb in their face and stuff like that, so... Um, I won't say I won't say never, but you know, um, I just also feel that they're going to start using it as a uh, control mechanism. You know, um, they already are. You know, it's it's kind of like scary. You know, they already have the the, yeah. uh, the vaccine passport starting up, and you know, so it's just like, man, so I'm not going to be able to travel overseas anymore. Like, you know, like, yeah. So you know, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And the overseas energy is crazy like those exactly. fans are loyal out there like they will ride with you till like the day you die and beyond you know what i mean like, exactly yeah so your money's there the fan base is there so i know that must be kind of like a tug on the whole artistry thing um yeah how did we do in 2020 i i know that i've been seeing you a lot promoting on your media tours and all of that but like personally how have you been dealing being a black man in 2020 being an r&b artist dealing with the covid now dealing with this whole Republican fiasco in your hometown, Washington at Capitol Hill. Like, 
what are we right. feeling? Like, what are you feeling personally? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I know it, we see a lot of memes and we hear a lot of conversations with people yeah. like, this is America. Unfortunately, this is the America that we're dealing with right now. You yeah. know, um, it's never been like great and amazing. I, I feel like it's one of the best places in the world to live, to to thrive and, and you know, accomplish some of your dreams and right. some, some of your aspirations. But um, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, with the, with the George Floyd thing happening and then, you know, COVID happening and, and just so many different things. And then like the election happening. It's you know it's it's a it's a bit tough sometimes you know just to be be consumed with so much uh, yeah I, I guess say like negative stuff you know what I mean yeah. um and and just trying to stay sane and, and and trying to stay focused and and productive you know um I've never really been an internet head mm-hmm. so you know like social media and all that it's cool I do it but you know I'm I'm at my best when I'm in front of the people. You know, um, being behind a computer screen or a camera isn't really my thing. You know, no, and some some it. some people some people some people do it. Some people love it. Some people, you know, it's it's authentic for them. But I just feel like it's not authentic for me. So that's been like a a, a kind of a, a push in a journey, just trying to figure out, you know, just how to still reach the people and, and stay connected with them. Well, you're doing an amazing job because I see you on every single night on an interview and IG. So <laughs> I, I do well, want to because we got the push going, but you know, of course. But a lot of people are not even opening to doing the push, and you're doing that. So thank you for giving us personalities a chance to speak with you. Because, like I said, if I was in studio, I probably would have never got to meet you and and give you your flowers now. And it's up. Uh, it, it would have happened, but I'm, it's, it's, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to do it now. Absolutely. So we're gonna move on. Okay. So we're going to go more into what's happening now, but I want to get to you, Jay okay. Holiday. All right. First of all, where do we get the holiday name from? Real quick. Uh, well, the J stands for James. That was my uncle. He passed away in 1991. Hmm. Uh, my, mom, my mom is one of 11. And out of the 11 kids, 10 are still alive. And he's the only one that passed away. Wow. But he was also like everybody's favorite uncle. So it was just kind of my way of keeping his memory a lot you know whenever I'm asked that question I get a chance to tell their story and people are reminded of Uncle James you know and um and Holiday just basically came from um obviously the musical uh comparison you know with the with the holidays and you know um just having that that musical last name people are like is your real last name Holiday it's like no but those people that did carry that last name you know, were very phenomenal, you know, and so to be able to to, to hold it and, and actually do it some justice, um, I feel good about it. But the, how I got it was just because when I first came into the industry, um, all of the label execs and stuff, they were just so happy to uh, to get a chance to be a part of, you know, my journey. And they was just like, yo, when we go into meetings, we don't never have to really explain anything. All we have to do is show them a picture and play the music and everybody's in. So their mentality was they were on holiday. They were, they were, it felt like an off day when they had to, you know, go and, and tell people about me. So that's how I got the holiday. Now. Okay. I like that. And your mixtape came out at the perfect time of the holiday too. I have to tell <laughs> you, mister, I've been listening to the album a lot and you've been doing very good with quarantine. Quarantine did you well with your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's actually a, a collective of uh, some of it was I would say about half of it was done in 2020 and then 
some of the songs were just songs that I, I just had in the can that were just uh, previously there, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, trying to stay sane and, and stay productive, you know, uh, it worked out. It worked out because we wanted to drop the album in 2020. So once we realized that that probably wasn't going to be the best idea, uh, we just decided, OK, well, what's what's another way that we can just um, at least give people some music that won't look forced and it won't look, uh, you know, just just to give people some music to hold them over until the album comes out. Absolutely. So real quick, and this is probably a simple question, but the difference between a mixtape and an EP? Because we are coming For out. Me? Yeah, we are. We came out with the mixtape in late December, right? I would say. Right. Mm -hmm. And now we're thinking we're doing spring 2021 for the album. Right. Time. Right. Yep. Time. Time. Mm -hmm. Perfect title. Um. Well, just the difference for mixtapes for me is just there's always types of music and different styles of music that I've always done, that I've always recorded, that I write and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The ones that aren't a part of the actual Jay Holiday studio album brand gets put on the mixtape. You know, I could be a little more street. I could be a little more edgy on the mixtapes. And then the album is, is going to be a little more smoother and a okay. little more you know just a little more cleaner <laughs> yeah exactly Ex exactly my point you know exactly my point okay because you know, we're not selling the mixtapes at walmart but we will be selling the album you know what i mean so, <laughs> so the mixtape you know, the mixtape is dope and i want to tell I you that it. i appreciate the samples that you played with like drugs for instance that 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 sample i freaking love it <laughs> the whole um thin belly full I love yeah. it. That, that's, oh, yeah. That's for Shout now. Out to Bob Marley, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, you touched a lot of different styles, but at the same time, your voice still sounds the same, which is a great thing. Um, you can appreciate always put a day holiday song. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I, I love it. That. So talk to us about growing up. What was it to be Jay Holiday growing up? James, let's just say. What was home like? Um. What was Washington um, like growing up well i mean you know washington dc it's not as much now as uh we were like innovators you know when it came to certain things in fashion and um like there was a point in time where they everybody was wearing these things called the swag rags mm -hmm. well you know like they were like the kind of like the scarves that you tie around your neck and all of that we call them peasant scarves which are the actual peasant scarves from overseas okay. you know and um so we kind of started that and so we we were innovators when it came to fashion, when it came to certain types of music. Um, you know, Jay-Z has taken from go-go bands and different different people have taken from 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 DC music and, and also DC artistry, like to grow up amongst uh, a city that has bred people like Martin Lawrence and Dave Chappelle and uh, Taraji P. Henson and um, Regina Hall and Samuel Jackson. And that's just the actors, you know what I mean? The actors and actresses. And then you have the, the music, you have Chuck Brown, you have Tank, you have um, you just over and over, Genuine Maya. I could, I could go on and on and on and on, you know? So to grow up and then to have, to get bit by that bug of music and to say, oh man, I want to be mentioned amongst them 
you know, because there's a lot of talent in D.C., but everybody doesn't necessarily make it out of D.C. So the growing up in D.C. was just kind of like cultural wise. It it did a lot for me, you know, because D.C. is a great place to be. You know, Um, it's just a lot of culture in D.C., Um, you know, between seeing uh, tourists come in and out every year, over millions of tourists coming in and out to go see the museums and the White House and the Capitol building and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And um, and I don't know, it was just culturally dope, you know? Uh, I mean, it's, I, I could talk about DC forever, but- um, It's great that you have the, love for the hometown. Yeah, but the only thing about it, the only bad thing about it is most people that have come out of DC, even most of the people that I've named, had to leave DC to become famous. Got it. Because it's kind of hard to, to 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 do that in DC. Yeah, I mean that kind of goes across the board. So, how was home bringing? Like, how were you brought up? How uh, my mom's a, my mom's like... a preacher, nice. uh, ordained minister, evangelist, and um. And you over here singing about all this nasty stuff? Yeah, exactly. What's <laughs> <laughs> her ears when she hears her son singing? <laughs> nah, you know, um, I waited till I was grown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was just kind of like she had to just let me, you know, do what I wanted to do. Um, I try to, I try to, I try to keep it classy. I mean, now I'm getting older, so you know, now the lyrics might get a little more edgy now that I'm, I'm a little older. It is, you know, but not raunchy. But, but yeah, like so, I've always tried to at least keep it that way, mm-hmm. you know. But she, but she supported me, you know. And anybody that you know, some of her. Uh, you know her church friends or whatever she never let anybody talk about it about me good you know, that's what that's what my son want to do and um nice. you know so she just she's always supported me but um yeah she was strict she was strict man um just growing up in the church houses it was really strict really structured um i wanted i wanted to do music way before i you know came out but my mom's thing was she never wanted me to be a child star Okay. She said you have to finish high school. So, okay. yeah. You know. So, dad, dad wasn't around. Yeah, my dad died when I was eleven. Um, okay. He was, I mean, you know, he was in the house. They were, they were married, you know, before I was born. Um, but yeah, he just died when I was eleven. So, he died in like the the most important years, going into the most important years of my life. You know, the twelve to thirteen, becoming a teenager, stuff like that. So, I didn't really get a chance to learn a lot from him as far as those teenage adolescent years, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I had a lot of older cousins. Like I could, like I said, I come from a big family. My mom's one of 11. I have, uh, about 25, 27 first cousins, wow. you know? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> big, crazy. big, big, big family. So, you know, I had, I had older um, male cousins that I looked up to and stuff like that. So I want to ask you a question and you you don't have to answer, but if you can be transparent, being that you are a grown man right now in 2021, do you, do you, have you noticed any like hardships or any situations you've dealt with being a fatherless child at the age of 11, you said? Um, um I would say yes and no. I mean, my mom's pretty strong. You know what I mean? So you still need a dad. Um, mom can play every role, but you still need a dad. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and no. I think I'm more so missing more now. Okay. Than when I was younger, because usually it's like now I'm older, and that's like 
the important, important decisions are the ones that you need advice for now, you know, um, growing up, it was pretty cool. You know, I, you know, I, I stayed up under my mother. I was a mama's boy for a little while, you know, until (laughs) I figured out that that wasn't cool. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It was like, man, I'll never get a date like this. Um, (laughs) That is so true. Yeah, you know, women women do not like mama's boys. So we want to be looking in the life. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you know, um, I I mean, I think it affected me, but because I didn't really get a chance to experience it, and I became the person that I became, I don't really focus on what I didn't have. Okay, I just focus on what I did have. You know, so. you know, I, I mean, I, it's weird, but I feel like everything happens for a reason, you know. Everything happens for a reason, and not for nothing, I'm spiritual, so I believe if you're spiritual, he's been through the journey with you. This this is the thing, like, if my dad doesn't die, I never become Jay Holiday. You go, see? You understand what I'm saying? And I just know my life would have taken a whole completely and totally different route. Absolutely. So, what age, we, what age did we find out we wanted to sing? Uh, 14. Okay. Yeah. And you just started singing around the house, just hanging out, chilling, or? No, I, I'd been singing. My, my older sister sung. Um, it just wasn't something I wanted to pursue, you okay. know. I, I knew I had a voice. I came from a musical family. My sister sung. Um, a lot of my cousins either rapped or something. And then my mom was in a singing group with her sisters, um, a gospel singing group. So nice. music was always around me. Nice. And then, and then come to find out my dad played saxophone in high school. So it's in the blood. Um, <laughs> right. You know, just blood. musically, I was just musically just inclined or whatever. So, but 14 was when I started coming into my, okay, I think I'm grown. And, you know, now I'm, I'm about the girls. I don't want to be a mama's boy no more. And, you know, I'm, st- I'm starting to think I'm cute. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's when I that's when I really, really knew that, that it was something that I was going to pursue, something that was going to be a part of my life. And then from there, I went into a boy group, right? A boy, a male R&B group. Yeah. And then you did your thing with that. I don't want to get too much into it because I think you've told the story so many times. But mm-hmm. then you become... I mean, there's so many different aspects of Go that ahead. story. Go ahead. You want to share um, something? Yeah, babe. Feel free. I mean, and I, so I went to three different high schools. We moved around a lot. Um, I went to three different high schools. And Hold on. How was that, moving around three times as a child? Oh, no, we moved around more than three times, but I just wow. went to three different high schools. Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just, I guess if, if, if I, well, even though my dad was in the military, um, he wasn't in the military when he died, but if I could say, if I would try to understand what it felt like to be a military brat, uh-huh. we just moved around in the same city a lot. It wasn't like- You move around now, so you're used to it. Yeah, and I, I move around a lot. Like, it's weird. I've been in Atlanta for what, 15 years, and I think I've lived in like eight different places. Wow. Just because it was just natural to me being somewhere for too long, it's just like, I'm ready for a new place to live. But you see how like, <laughs> you see how, like life comes in a circle? Like it comes from- <laughs> Like your upbringing kind of raised you to get used to what your job is now. Yeah, definitely. And everything, you're not, you don't have to adjust. So like, it doesn't take you a lot to adjust. You kind of, I'm sure you kind of pick up and go and just do what you got to do. Yeah, but my groups, we went through many phases of my groups. At one point it was five members in the group. Um, Two of the members ended up going to the military because they just was like, this is taking too long. And their home situations were, this group ain't doing nothing for you. You need to either get a job or, Go to the military. Right. So they went to the military. 
Um, and then from there, the actual base of the group formed of uh, the group 295 where we moved down to Atlanta. So yeah, I mean it's it was cool, you know. Um I love my group. I love my group members. We still so cool. There's nothing there's nothing like being a solo artist. Now being a Grammy nominated artist and you got what five albums out, all these singles out, you know. Yeah, you, I think I have like three mixtapes, three albums, uh working on my fourth studio album. Um, I mean, amazing. I mean it's it's fun I love doing what I do you know yeah. um I wouldn't want to as much as I hate it sometimes you know this yeah. is a really funny industry I'm pretty sure you can relate yeah I can. Um, just I can. just on your side but um as much as I you know well I'm not gonna say hate it, as much as I dislike it sometimes um I wouldn't want to do anything else I don't know what else I would be doing if I wasn't doing this. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, if you wasn't an artist, what would you be doing? Is there anything that you have a passion? I'd probably, honestly, I would probably be an FBI agent. Really? <laughs> I love investigations and, you know, just stuff like that. Like, not trying to lock up, you know, just... No, you just, like, inquisitive Stupid people, details. yeah. Like, I wanted, I wanted to go, you know, into the FBI for, you know, behavioral science. You know Ooh, I, mean? I like that. Yeah, I, like, I like to know how the brain works. I like to know how what make people tick. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to touch the, the topic of um, mental health. What are you thinking mm -hmm. about mental health in our communities with our Black men, females, our youth? Any insight on that? Um, yeah, it's, it's the system. I mean, I know people are always like, man, it's not the system. It's not. And, you know, some people be like, it's the man. And it's like, it's not necessarily the man. It's the system. Like, it goes as far back. I just spoke about this the other day. It goes as far back as, as slavery. You know what I mean? And people's like, oh, why you got to bring up slavery? It's like, because there's a certain mentality that you pass down through generation, through generation, through generation, through generation, through generation. It's like, okay, so you think that these recipes that we eat when we go to these but family gatherings just appeared? No, they came down from generation to generation to yeah. generation to generation. So what makes you think that you can't pass down a thought process or, you know, and, and then some some things are hereditary, you know, like bipolar and stuff like that. So um, it's, it's, it's hard, man, because, you know, uh, I think there was one time I went home to D.C. And it really like to go back home to like my own neighborhood. And I was just like, yo, these people are really still working check to check. And to really and, and you forget. You forget I'm making all this money. I'm traveling around the world. Then you go home and it's just like, oh man, huh? I forgot they I can hang out all night, but they can't because they gotta go to work in the morning. It's true. Not not thinking about that, you know, and that also plays into mental health and and how you want to pay your bills or what's you know what I mean like it's it's a, it's the whole system and I just wish that everybody had the same access to everything that everybody has access to. You know, I was, um, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Uh, today I was just in Yonkers and me and my homegirl were talking about how the supermarkets are so different for a different type of demographic. And right. how ours, I mean, just alone our supermarkets, just the way we shop is programmed a certain way. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you go, <laughs> you go up north and they have like a whole supermarket just for cold cuts and, and fruits and, you know, all right. of that. But the, like they, they just have so much access that we don't have that our Latinos and Blacks do not have. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and they, they're they're trying because you know they're gentrifying a lot of different neighborhoods, and some people are able to stay. But yeah. you know, um, 
yeah, man. I just feel like we should have just better, a better healthcare system, mm-hmm. a better mental healthcare system. Um, you know, it's probably more crazy people locked up in prison that shouldn't even be in prison. Yeah. And that also affects your mental health too. <laughs> you know what when I mean? you get and then out, that makes it worse. <laughs> when you get out, you're even worse than when you went in. Exactly. And you're exactly. and I feel like the people that are coming out of the jail are kind of still stuck where they went in. So like yeah. let's say you did 15 years, your personality, your mental state is still 15 years older than what right. it should be now. Yeah. And yeah, nobody's helped them. Nobody's nope really done anything you know and you see movies and stuff where they're like sitting in these uh these round tables and they're going to meetings and stuff and i'm just like how often does that really happen in prison yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah no definitely so being that you do have this really great love for washington dc how did you feel about yesterday seeing it destroyed um the same way i felt about when trayvon martin died uh you know, I mean, as you can see, I have on the Black Voters Matter. Yeah. You know, I voted. I love it. Um, I love hoodies. You know, they're just comfortable for me, you know, especially in my off time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happened to him, it happened because he was a Black guy in a hoodie. As a white guy in a hoodie, that would have never happened. Yep. So <laughs> it's just kind of like, I don't even, even growing up in D.C., I don't think I've ever even been to the Capitol building. I've seen it a bunch of times, driven past it a bunch of times. I think you, I thought it was untouched. I didn't even know how these people got there. (laughs) It's not normally, that's probably between the White House and the Pentagon and the Capitol building are probably the three buildings that they don't necessarily do tours of. Right. Like, it has to be like appointment. Yeah. Type stuff you yeah. know um so yeah you should you you that should not have ever happened it, it should have well i'm not gonna say it should have never happened it should have never been allowed you know um yeah i don't I, I just you know everybody's been having a conversation if that was black lives matter which we would have never had a reason to do that because that's just where the law that's where the lawmakers are Right. So, like, we're not about to try to interrupt a session or anything like that with Black Lives Matter. So we would have never been in that situation. But had that been the situation, it would have been a whole lot more bloodshed. And it would have never just, happened. Just for the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have never happened. <laughs> so, so when we talk about those things, that's when that word entitlement comes in. Yeah. And um, there's been a lot of entitlement going on these days. Mm-hmm. and um it needs to stop um <laughs> it does it really does though it, it, does. it really needs to stop but the thing is, is that it's not going to stop if we don't change and that's why i keep telling my followers and people like it's a new year but is it a new you you need to be new for changes to happen and a lot of people ain't going to change um your involvement with black lives matter do you have any involvement with that are you marching are we i know you you have a couple of songs about it i know you're involved um, with it, but yeah i just i just try to try to use my platform as an artist you know i pick my times when i want to chime in and and times when i I feel like how i feel personally Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't be something that i force other people to listen to you know because sometimes it's just anger and it's just just total anger and frustration and those aren't the, the thoughts that I want people to take from what I know they need to hear, you yeah. know, 
so when I know it's something that they don't need to hear, I just kind of like say to myself and, you know, I might have a conversation amongst my friends and stuff like that. But um, yeah, man, I just try to use my music. Like I have a song right now mm-hmm. that's about the police that I I almost put on the mixtape, but then I was just like, it's not the right time because it would seem like I'm telling people to target the police, which that's not what the song is about because the, the name of the song is called Target. But it's basically, um, it's basically like, what if we as people were able to pull the police over and treat them how they treat us? You could still have the same police car. You could still have your badge and your gun and everything, but we pulled you over and treated you the way that you treat us. It wouldn't feel, it wouldn't feel good. And that's yeah. why everybody everybody keeps resort, resorting back to um, why are they not fighting the way they fight with us? Because they they don't know how to handle us. They're scared. They're scared of us. Yeah. They understand. <laughs> they, but for some reason, they understand their own kind. And this is a revolution for them. And this is why they're fighting back. Where us, they don't want to fight. They want to just get us done. Tear gas us, kill us, and that's the, it. The thing about it is... See, I don't think anybody thinks it's ever going to boil over to the point of either you're fighting Mm -hmm. or you're hiding. Mm -hmm. And that's on both sides. Mm -hmm. That's black or white. Mm -hmm. And I think what some of the other side doesn't understand is the same things that you might think about us or the stories that you hear about us. When it comes to a certain point, a lot of that stuff is true. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go denial to war. about how we you, do things. You you don't want to go to war with us Mm-mm. at all. <laughs> like you might think you do because you have the protection of the police, but you uh, you know. And I just hope it just never gets to that point. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So we are here in 2021. We got some upcoming projects, and so you got a lot on your plate. You got the mixtape that's out that I'm loving, and I'm like. If this is a mixtape, then what is the album going to do? You're going to have a baby in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The album is definitely going back into uh, baby boom mode. Good stuff. For for sure. And I know that we're going to start it off with a single uh, ride. We already know and can visualize what that's about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we also do have a movie that we're kind of participating in. And Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. Um, well, the, it's what's funny. So I met this, I met this director, his name is AK Reed and, um, his partner, Deuce King. Um, they were down in Atlanta, just, uh, promoting for one of the movies that they, that they came out with, I think about maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that movie was called Hunger Pangs. And, um, they were just like, y'all want to come through the, through the premiere? We're like, yeah, man, we'll come, we'll come support, whatever. They was like, man, don't, don't let us give you these tickets and you don't come. We was like, no, man, if you give us the tickets, we'll be there. Yeah. So once we went, you know, just conversations happen and, you know, they, they just asked me, you ever thought about acting or anything like that? I'm like, well, you know, I've been in a movie already. So, um, that's basically how that conversation started. They're based out of Buffalo. Nice. And, um, so you weren't so conflicted? When, yeah. I mean, I'm in conflicted. No, I said, so you weren't conflicted about being oh. in the movie, right? <laughs> oh, no, not at all. No, nah, not at all. So, but they, you know, just to give you a little bit bit yeah. of background for them, they um, also had a movie series on Amazon called the Pure, the Pure Movie Series. And it was Pure 1 and Pure 2. 
So they had that, and then they were promoting hunger pains, and they was like, well, we got another movie that uh that we're about to do. I was like, well, you know, I'll be working on scripts. So that's how the whole conversation started. They was like, oh, you you working on scripts? Um, you ever done any acting? Blah 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 blah. And um, they was just like, if you want to be in a movie, man, let's like let's do it. I was like, cool. So initially, they wanted me to do the main character, but yeah. at the time, my schedule was kind of like just it was kind of like up in the air and it just didn't match with their shooting dates. So I was like, well, I probably don't have enough time to, to actually be the main character, but if you could find, if you could find me a smaller character, you know, I can, I can black out like two or three days where I could just fly to Buffalo and come and come do my part or whatever. So, you know, we did that, that happened. That drops January 15th um, for a virtual premiere. And um, huh? yeah. That is the name of it. So please look out for that along with the single that's coming out uh, January 18th called Ride and then spring 2021. We don't really have a release date yet, right? No, not yet. I mean, nine times out of 10, we'll have it within the next few weeks. Okay. Um, we just we just got to have a few conversations and um, just, you know, get our ducks. Get, we got to get in line. That <laughs> is time to say we, that. Either. We got we to get some stuff in line. You know what I mean? <laughs> love it. Well, um, I know you're saying you're bringing it back to like the baby and all that, maybe making and all that, but who are your influences? I know that you are like a lover of Marvin Gaye, which we'll get in touch in a few minutes. But like, can you compare the album to anything? Is it reminiscent of anything? Is it different? Nah, man. We're playing around with some new sounds Good. and some new Jay Holiday flavor um because you are yeah, a very versatile artist and this you know there has been some time there's been some moments that i'm listening to the album and a song will remind me of another artist and it's not necessarily a bad thing how do you handle that do you not care do you are you proud to say yeah um wrote timmy or trey songs influenced me to do this one song like how do you handle all of that because yourself I'm, 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 what's funny is i'm never influenced by anybody that's out right now if I if I wrote it, it probably wasn't meant to to come off like that. Okay. You know, um, yeah, none none of that is is on purpose. It's just that's what came out. What it is, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, we're gonna move on to some questions because our time is going. Um, any favorite song off the mixtape that you really like? Besides my favorite song off the mixtape that, that I like. <laughs> um man that kissy on your body baby oh my god i love it <laughs> <laughs> what's what's funny is i probably i probably like more so the street side of the mixtape you know because the 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 bedroom songs and the baby making songs those are easy for me like yeah. that that's that's nothing but i was happy to showcase like if i wanted to do this in my career yeah and start throwing these out yeah. and and make it that then i could you know that was the reason for drugs it's just like i mean y'all want to do a song about drugs okay let's do a song about drugs yeah and i'm like i'm not advocating that everybody go and do drugs you know there's a way to to do it lyrically you know and um problem i think problem was something i needed to get off my chest yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> you know, that was that was just something I wanted to tuck down in there. But if I say I had a favorite, I don't think I necessarily have a favorite. Really? Uh, it, it would it would probably be the belly full. Yeah. Most it's just likely. different for you, right? Well, that and it's you know, like those records like them belly full, yes, we can, like those types of records are records that that are are like 
you know, near and dear to my heart. Just, it's this no, like, I'm not trying to bait you in with a certain sound or try to be all melodic and all of that. It's just, this is how I feel. People need to talk about this stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. How does it feel to be a Grammy-nominated artist? And what do you feel about the Grammys? Because, you know, there's so much oopla around it. Well, uh, with me being a voting member of the Recording Academy, I won't say too much bad stuff about them. But um Multi platinum too. I mean, baby, you got it. <laughs> but um, I mean the recording academy, it's it's the recording academy, you know. So yeah. for people that don't understand, um, the recording academy is the Grammys, and mm-hmm. um it's a click thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's a click and favor for favor type mm-hmm. of association, mm-hmm. you know. Nobody's it's not a numbers game, it's not about uh well, why did this person win the Grammy? Because whoever that artist belongs to called up all their friends and said vote for my artist <laughs> by your team yeah it's you know team. your team and your circles and, and that so when it comes to that um you know people will come together and they'll nominate your artist but then they'll already know they're going to vote for somebody else you know so okay. it's i i feel like they need to kind of change how the Grammys are decided, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, it's been a tradition for decades upon decades. So I don't see that changing, you know. Um, but you know, the Grammys is the Grammys. You know, if you get nominated, that also lets you know that the industry is paying attention to what you're doing. Nice. So that's a good. It's a good feeling, absolutely, to know that because you know everybody knows who's nominated for Grammys. Absolutely. Especially within the industry. You know, it's it's a whole nother thing um, outside of just seeing the actual air TV show mm-hmm. and seeing the commercial for the Grammys and all of that. Like oh, there's, yeah. there's, so there's much what, involved. like 80, 90, maybe 100 different categories that you never see. Right. Because they, they can't fit it all into no, one show. No, and that's why sometimes <laughs> you'll see it through like a commercial break really right. quickly. And I'm like, wait, I didn't see that. Yeah, we worked with many artists. I mean, just to name a few, we worked with The Dream, we worked with Rick Ross on a couple of joints, Fab. Um, okay. Who's your favorite artist to work with so far? That like um, you just get in the studio and you're like, everything is just easy, genuine, let's just work. Um, Honestly, uh, well, I've a lot of my features just came from like you know phone calls and i send me the record i send it back okay so i I haven't had a chance to really get in with Uh many people Mm -hmm. um but i would definitely say uh i've because i've done a few things with buster rhymes Mm -hmm. he's a dope person to to be in the studio with like his energy level must be the same person yeah the same person you see that he shows you that's who he's (laughs) like that probably times 10 in the studio so he's like yeah he's dope very energetic very um very in tune to what he wants to hear. That's a lot to know. handle, no? And um, not, not, not really. I mean, <laughs> it's different. You know, when I met him, I'm like, man, this bust around. I'm a, you know, I'm in there kind of like fanny. You know what I mean? I'm a fan. You know, so it's like, oh yeah. man, you know, I'm trying to hold my own. Like, man, he said he wanted <laughs> me to come to the studio, so now I gotta act cool. But yeah, <laughs> um, and you know, Fat Joe, man, phenomenal, man. That guy, be X, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy, man. That Joe is probably one of the the most humble, um, just nice, just overall good dude, man. You I do know. hear very inspiring words about him. I, I did Tony Sunshine <laughs> not too long ago. Like, um, I don't think there's anything bad that you could say about him. No, everybody always has something good to say about him. 
Um, is there anything that you want to address that you haven't spoken about that you've been wanting to get off your mind? You can do it here. You can do it at Get In Line Rant, um, whatever you want. Not really. I mean, I think I've, you know, when, when I have those rants, because, you know, I'm pretty sure you've heard about my rants, but uh-huh. those rants are just random. They're not nothing that I sat and thought about. That's why people are like, why did you say that? And it's just like, I mean, this is what y'all like. Y'all like when somebody says something negative and it's like, I'm not trying they to do. be negative. Like, I'm just speaking how I yeah. feel right now. Is and that, it's like, is everything supposed to be just positivity? Like, is that the uh, alter always? ego? Is that your alter ego, Jeffrey, that comes out? No, no, Jeff, <laughs> Jeffrey is somebody that no, nobody wants to meet Jeffrey. Well, let's talk about a little bit about Jeff. <laughs> I did a little bit of research and I heard that there's an alter ego. So let's yeah. meet him. <laughs> there, there, there's James and there's Jeffrey. Jeffrey's my inner white boy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like when the white dudes get drunk? Yes. Yeah, Jeff, Jeffrey only comes out because of alcohol. Yeah. Is it alcohol that you can drink or is it tequila that you don't drink? <laughs> it's tequila. Tequila has been banned from my life. Yeah. I can't do it either. I can drink anything <laughs> but tequila. It just messes up my stomach. I can't mess with it. Yeah. Now, tequila makes Jeffrey come out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jeffrey wants to try everything and fight everybody. Oh, no, we don't want Jeffrey. Though. We got to put him back in. No tequila and no dark liquor if that's what brings it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Yeah, so now nah, you know, uh, that's not Jeffrey that comes out. That's just so cute. Me being just nobody have anything to say about the things that they see. Like, I know that you see this. Mm-hmm. And is it because of the person that it is that you're scared to say something? Yeah. Like, I should be able to have my musical opinion within this industry. You know, I've gotten nominated for more than just Grammy. You know what I mean? I've gotten an American Music Award. I've gotten yeah. noticed by the Billboard. I've gotten NAACP nominations. Like, you're trying to tell me that my opinion does not matter within this industry? Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, oh, you're mad that I'm saying it because you don't want nobody else to point it out. And it's just like, man, if, if we can't have those conversations and everything that I, I'm supposed to say to you is just supposed to be positivity and me kissing your you know what, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's the part of the industry that I don't like. Right. There's no it's like, so, so y'all can say whatever y'all want to say about me, but I'm not allowed to say anything. Right. <laughs> okay. I get it. <laughs> you know, so Absolutely. It's, 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 that's not Jeffrey. That's just, that's a, like a boiling point for me. It's just like a tipping point. It's just kind of like, if I don't let it out, it's going to boil up and then I'm really going to say something that don't nobody want to Oh, no, then we need to rant off. And you let me know if you need to rant it off for you. I might get in lines on Wednesday. We do the damn thing. You know, I, I do the same thing with my rants because I have the whole get in line brand and I rant off on different things, personal, entertainment, whatever the case may be. Sometimes it's not bad things either. But there are people that will listen to me and say, were you talking about me? No, I wasn't talking about you. Right. You know, like. Right. It's just entertainment. It's just voicing out, making people's brain make a circle, a wheel of thought. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Um, right. Okay, let's get to some fun questions. And now I'm going to let you go because I don't want to hold you too long. I know you hear that all the time. Um, one thing about Marvin Gaye that you are so fascinated with, if you can work with him, if you could have worked with him, would you have done a collaboration? And if so, doing what song? Um, if I could have, yes, of course I would have done a collaboration with Marvin Gaye. Um, and I don't think that song has been written yet, you know, um, Ooh, but what's that a fascinating. Can we do like a, like a, 
like a spiritual collaboration. <laughs> you know what I mean by that, right? Like I know, but okay. you know, I've never I've never wanted to do one of those. You know, Aww. um I feel like you have to let somebody's soul rest. You know, there's a difference between doing samples okay. versus finding old verses and like how do you know that that person would have wanted to, Aww, to, to to do that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like Absolutely people right. that people that you know that were very in tune to what they wanted to put out and what like that verse obviously never made it onto a song because they didn't want it to come out yeah like I don't yeah. I don't want I don't want that verse you yeah. know what I mean and um so yeah you know I, I would definitely recreate something or you know I'm, I'm always I'm always touching on on the the Marvin Gaye mm-hmm. nu- nuances and stuff like that mm-hmm. like I, I have a song called Baptized that's on the album Time mm-hmm. that I think could be very reminiscent of something Marvin Gaye would do nice. if he was still alive. Nice. Uh, Adidas. What's the fascination yeah. with Adidas? I don't know. I just so for me, I was I was on the Gucci stuff, and uh-huh. so I stopped I stopped wearing Gucci and all of that before all of the all of the ranting and raving about yeah. their ads and all that stuff happened. I stopped just because everybody started wearing it. I never liked to look like. Everyone the next else. person and if i'm gonna do that i'd rather do it in something that's comfortable mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's just yep. like adidas are like jeep trucks there's so many different ways to make them look you know what i mean there's, there's so different many different styles, combinations stuff. and you know and mm-hmm. so nobody was really on adidas at the time so i was like oh, okay y'all do the gucci stuff i'm gonna go over here to adidas nice and it's back to it's just, it was just so comfortable and and um just, just just revamping my my thing you know adidas is something that you can wear kind of anywhere mm-hmm. you know for any occasion any show kind of thing you know i mean you can't wear it to a black tie affair but what people don't know is adidas does have that couture that line. line yeah <laughs> you awesome. know what i mean so, so, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. um yeah i don't know it's just it's comfortable i like the way it fits i like the way i look in it you know mm-hmm. Who are we listening to right now? Any new artists you want to suggest to us that we should check out? Um, not really. Okay. Not really. He's like, my no, favorite, it's about me this year. <laughs> my favorite song right now is Middle Child from J. Cole, man. Middle I love Child that song. J. Cole. I'm a fan yeah. of that song. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I think he's a dope artist and the way that he's evolved yeah. since the beginning is just dope to me. And the fact that he does not care mm-hmm. about the rest of the rest of the the bull you know what i mean like he just just he like i'm just cold man <laughs> and i like it i like that he's staying in his lane i like that he's okay with not being on every station yeah. every single day like we're good right. like you too you like know. i don't i don't I, like the bed suffocate they suffocated me with that you know what i mean me like too. literally they played it so much and i loved it <laughs> but after a while i'm like i'm freaking done with the suffocate and the bed like yeah. he has an album that has so much on it but that's right. just what the radio plays. And that's what people get to know you as the bed guy, the suffocate. He has albums. We have fallen. We have be with you. We have so many more. You know what I mean? Right. So like that kind of keeps you like in a little thing too, in a way. Radio will take Yeah, you I mean, it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And things were changing as far as how music was coming out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I mean, it's all good. You know, um, I'm changing with the times a little bit. I'm stubborn. Good. So what's you your know, sign? Um, I'm Sagittarius. Ooh! The, the, the best sign. Come on, man. 
<laughs> but um yeah I'm, I'm very stubborn and set in my ways and i feel like i'll figure it out i'll make it happen i'll make it work but you know my mom always told me be a leader not a follower Absolutely. you know so i just refuse to follow good for you i, I agree <laughs> i don't like following trends i don't yeah, animal so... if you're an animal what animal would you be <laughs> wow i've never been asked that um i had to really think outside the box with you because i'm like if i was an animal what animal will i be i would probably well i have a pug man and i love him (laughs) to death i would probably be a pug probably (laughs) be a a dog i'd be a pug do we want to get married do we want to have children if so what is one thing that you look into a female well i have kids i have seven kids what uh, throughout my my journey of this thing we call life <laughs> jay you were spreading the holiday hey man you know not you know i mean the words on the album i mean hello <laughs> i mean you know and, and i'm very and that's the thing i'm very private you know so you i'm are. always i speak and say i have kids and i have this many but i'll never go into like names and this no and that. we don't need it's to just, do that <laughs> i just keep you know i i just feel like kids you should let kids be kids like this isn't the life they chose. This is the life I chose. So they don't yeah. have to be forced into that, you know. Um, being married, yeah, I, I would like to be. I didn't think I would, but mm-hmm. the older you get, you just realize, man, I do not want to die alone. <laughs> you because you can I mean? have seven kids, but that don't mean that you're still going to die around seven kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's probably like one or two that are going to hold you down at the end of the day. Yeah. So everybody else is doing their thing, yeah. So, you know, you just, you don't want to, you know, and I think it's also, I always said if I wasn't married by 30, I wasn't going to get married. But then after I turned 30, that whole thing changed. And I was just like, eh, yeah, that was kind of stupid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, eventually it, it'll happen, you know. When, I don't know, but it'll happen. One thing about a female that you love, besides the obvious things, we want to, you know. Pretty feet. Pretty feet. We're still pretty, with the feet. Pretty nice, suckable toes. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was yeah. like four thousand already. We're still with the feet, ladies. Please get cool. your feet done and get in line. Okay. I don't, I don't know what. What did that ever change? I, I guess I not. I mean, we're 2021, you, and you're still saying pretty feet. <laughs> you know, you know how they say, um, you could tell a lot about a man by his shoes. You could tell a lot about a woman by her feet. That is very true. <laughs> that is very true. And I hope a lot of females picked up the like the the skill to at least know how to keep clean feet and know how to paint them because COVID hit. Everybody didn't know what to do to look presentable. Oh no. And I'm like, that should teach you something. You know? and everything. No, man. People lazy. You need to be right. serviced to look good. That, that means you don't know how to normally, like genuinely take care of yourself. Tell you know you what a I mean? Lot. <laughs> <It's tough>. <laughs> <laughs> Are we okay raising the seven kids in today's world? No, my um, yeah, oh man, yeah, it's just trying to get them to keep them from going back to school, and then yeah. it's just like you know, you can't you can't keep them locked up in the house but for so long, you know. Yeah. Um, you kind of just got to put your trust in the fact that they're going to be safe mm-hmm. and that the situation that they're going to be in is going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having I have five boys, so having five boys is like, wow. uh, like what world did I did I bring you into? You know what I mean? What um, ages are we talking about? Uh, youngest is one, oldest is nine. Oh wow! You got as far the as, as, far as, going as, on. as far as the boys, uh, my okay. oldest, uh, but my oldest is fifteen. 
That's my oh, okay. that's, that's my baby girl. Yeah. <laughs> that must be a joy, and that's a big family. So I hope that these boys are raised well. We need gentlemen back. We need strong men back. Mm-hmm. We need men that that want to show effort and work, and not only to get a females. So much more than that, career based. And we and we need and we need females to get out their feelings. We and, let do. These fathers, and let these fathers be fathers. We do. We need our women <laughs> to love and care for our men, to motivate them, you know, not hold them back from our children, you know, because mm-hmm. you're mad or you're still in love and have bitter feelings. That has nothing to do with anything. So, exactly. yeah, our females definitely need to get in line as well. I am not against that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get, get in line for your children. Man. That's right, baby. <laughs> that's right. Um. Any videos coming out for the new album? Because I know you're very uh, video. You you say you have some scripts. So do you turn those scripts into like video treatments or? Um, we're definitely doing the uh, God willing that you know everything works out the way that we need it to work out. Yeah. Um, the time the time album will definitely most likely end up being something released as a short film. You know. Okay. Um, we will be uh, recording the video for Ride uh, towards the end of this month. Um, but we definitely- Are we gonna have a clean version? Are we gonna have a clean version? Form. Probably not. Cause I don't plan on putting it on TV. So, I mean, you know. And who's the lucky lady? Uh, we, we, yeah, we, we gonna figure that part out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's not gonna be, it, it'll be, remember like Cinemax? Yeah. Without the, you know, without showing the full frontals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it very soft, soft porn. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. What does Jay Holiday do on his downtime? And then from there, we can promote your stuff for this year and leave you. Um, in my downtime, I sleep, man. Um, sleep or, or just be a, a, a dad, you know. Nice. Try to get in as many daddy hours as I can. Yeah, um, yeah or cook. I just made some beef stew tonight. Damn, you know, you know, know. Get it's getting, I don't get enough for it's the getting cold. <laughs> it's getting a little cold in Atlanta now. So, you know, I wanted to make some some hearty, some hearty warmth, warmth food. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Do you want to let guys, uh, everyone know where they can um, find you and the dates for your drops? <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at King J Holiday or on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash J Holiday. Uh, if it's not one of those two, it's probably not me. Um, I ha- actually have a song out with an artist named James Worthy called Goldmine. Um, so you can check out Goldmine. Uh, you can follow him at King James Worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the the movie Conflicted dropping January fifteenth. There's gonna be a virtual premiere for that. Oh, nice. uh, if you want, if you want to grab the links, you can go to um the executive producers for that project are uh, Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun. Mm-hmm. Um. So you you could follow them, and I'm pretty sure they have the links up. You know, right now I have the link up for Ride that's dropping January 18th. Uh, man, we got the album Time coming spring I'm 2021. So I'm so excited. And, uh, you know, I never left, but I guess I'll say I'm back, you know? Okay. Yeah, because I think some people might have thought you kind of down. You were living life figuring shit out and now we're here yeah. back stronger than ever this, this is the time for you to come out anyway i think this is a crucial time for you to be showing your voice anyway and go and go stream those albums man get back on my lap round two uh guilty <laughs> conscience um yeah. chocolate city mixtape m.i.a the lost pages vacation like go wow. get all of those all of those projects man absolutely 
All right, baby. Any advice for the youth that you want to give that is trying to get into the industry real quick? And then we can sign off. Um, if you're trying to get into the industry, do it for the right reasons. Um, do it because of your talent and not just because you want to be famous. Because um, fame is an honor that's cracked up to be. Uh, make sure you have a manager. Make sure you could, your team is tight mm-hmm. and and perfect your craft because this is a is a it's a cold business. It's a cold business, you know, and, and it's it's hard. It's not as easy as it looks on TV. Absolutely. It it is a hard business. So um, just get in line. <laughs> Jay, I love our interview. Thank you so much for talking with me, taking the time out. Thank you for giving us your albums and your artistry. I'm I'm a fan. I listen. I'm working out to you. I'm listening. It's in the rotation. Um, I can't wait for the for the release of the new album for spring. And just keep doing what you do. Don't stop because we do love you here. We did not forget about you. There's actually maybe Appreciate like. It. Yeah, it was, I think maybe like a, maybe before COVID, maybe a year before that, I was actually telling my girl, whatever happened to him? Because it was nothing. like nothing. But you know what it was? It was that they were <laughs> so strong with you. And then a couple of, you know, a couple of years, it kind of like leaned back. And then everybody else started to take over. Now all we hear is Drake. And you know, I know I went independent and let just label situations and (laughs) felt like if I didn't leave those labels, I was gonna end up hurting somebody. So that's right. That's all we gotta do. When you're in that kind of situation, it's just best to leave, you know. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Salud. No problem. And be safe, okay? You too. Take it easy. Black lives always matter. We love you and we look forward to speaking to you again on the Diaz and Show. All right, peace. Have a great 2020. Yes. Good night. Good night. So, guys, there you have it. The first interview for 2021, Jay Holiday. Please follow his page. Please download his music. He is an amazing R&B artist. I'm a fan. I love his voice. I love the new mixtape. I'm looking forward to all his work coming up in 2021. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and viewing our chat. I want to let everyone know, please have a productive 2021, no matter what comes your way. Tell them to get in line, do what you got to do, worry about yourself, love each other, talk, communicate, be nice to people, change what's in you that is bothering you. If nothing is bothering you and you think that you're perfect, guess what? You're not perfect because no one's perfect. You better get in line. So girls, the essence right here. You can follow me on Misty Essence One on Instagram, YouTube, the Essence Romero, Facebook, uh, the Essence Romero, and all other platforms. Please follow me. Once again, thank you so much for Day Holiday joining us right here on the first show of the The Essence Show. Get in line. Have a good night. See you next Wednesday. Thank you. You are now tuned into the The Essence Show. Thank you for watching. Stay tuned. Or you better get in line.